Dakota iRadio Network New Year's celebration where we go back in time and narrow it down to the top of what 2019 brought to us and the decade. And your host, the Tiger Man, DJ Barbecue, and Cole Dawson. Biggest icon in wrestling. Let's do this. All right, boys. This is the end of the year. It's been a long, crazy 2010s. Uh, we're at 2019. We're on December 31st. Uh, myself, DJ Barbecue, the Tiger Man, and Cole Dawson have things to talk about. Boys, start us off. Cole, go ahead and uh, what you think about this whole decade, this whole year of professional wrestling. Oh, man. Well, let me just say, we'll start with the year of 2019. It was absolutely a huge year in professional wrestling. Lots of really awesome and important things happened. Uh, the independents died because all of the rest of the world incorporated and started their own TV shows. Uh, super entertaining. There's a flood of content if you're a wrestling fan. It is a good time to be a wrestling fan if you want something to watch. I wish that this was the reality when I was 15 years old and I could just watch everything on my computer, but... Uh, as far as the decade goes, it was kind of a down decade for the wrestling business, and uh, the last two years has kind of ticked back up, and I'm pretty excited for the next decade of professional wrestling. Right. How about you, Dave? <clears throat> I want to say uh, we, we did have a pretty big year. Uh, a lot of superstars coming up, um, a lot of them really kind of making waves. Uh Thunder Liger is uh is retired now. I know. Uh, oh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of WWE talent should be retired right now, but they're not. They're still going strong. Uh, is is he Liger. retired or does he have one more match on the the fourth? I, I, I thought he was retired officially. No, I, I'm pretty I, sure his last match is at Wrestle Kingdom. It, it is at Wrestle Kingdom, and he he made a a press release that he was going to retire with his mask on. Oh, there oh, we go. For him. Then. Uh, then he has one more match, and uh, that doesn't change the fact that there's a lot of WWE talent that should be uh, be retiring as well. Oh. <laughs> Name names. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Undertaker, Goldberg, uh, Big Show. Uh, well, well, he didn't even wrestle, but, you know, like, th they need to just, like, be like, look, stay in the background. We'll pay you. Uh, help the talent up there. You're good in the ring, but uh, we don't want to just spoil your uh, your – your, your legacy right now. Like, we I, I will take a slight issue with the fact that they should retire. They're at the moment. And the last time Goldberg was on Raw, it was the first time in a very long time that a genuine superstar was on the TV and the crowd was absolutely insane. And there was no doubt that WWE has not made a star in the last 20 years and clearly Goldberg, who hasn't even been in a WWE ring since, what, 2001, when he came back, even just this last year, when he was on Raw, when he, he wrestled uh, 
Dolph Ziggler to set up for that. It was the biggest pop I'd seen on TV in years, and I think it was even bigger than the one Austin got at the Raw reunion show. Yeah. But what did that uh, that match with Undertaker at Crown Jewel actually do for either of them? Well, that match didn't do anything, although I don't think the match was as bad as it got uh, shit-canned. I will say that uh, once Goldberg concussed the shit out of himself, he probably should not have tried to do... Uh, or they probably should not have tried to do a, a uh, backflip uh, reversal out of a tombstone. Uh, but uh, I thought if they just would have hit that one spot, if they would have hit that tombstone clean, it would have been a good match. But once they fell off that, it was like, okay... You know, and then and then it just goes to the oh Taker should retire. I'm like, yeah, well, when Taker wrestled Cena in two minute squash at Mania, it was great. That that's I don't think Taker should be out having 20 minute matches anymore. We should definitely stop doing that forever. Um, you know, you saw what happened in the tag match with him and Kane versus uh, Sean and Hunter, and Sean or Hunter tore his his pec, and the match went to shit, and they went 30 minutes, and it was just really not uh, good at all in any way, shape, or form. But, uh, yeah, they probably shouldn't be having 20-minute matches. I can stipulate that. But, you know, but they should – it, it, it does nothing for their legacy. I, it does nothing. Well, yes, but their legacy is set in stone. It's not – the only way they're going to hurt their legacy is if they go out there for 30 minutes every night and stink up the joint. But, but they're not going to do that. Let, let them just have a backstage role. Let them just, like, be out of the spotlight. Just let let what they did, which was, like, all this great stuff, be there. You know what I mean? Um, you, you don't need to soil the pool. Um, yeah, so, like, they should just retire. WWE should learn how to build characters now. Uh, it, it's ridiculous on the point where they just can't build anyone up. Yeah, well, I, I just – I don't think that anyone ever really needs to retire in wrestling. I, I don't – they definitely don't need to be recurring, you know, ongoing characters. But, you know, roll them out once or twice a year to do an in-ring promo in the gimmick and then maybe have, a, like, a five-minute match tops at the most um, just for the attraction of it. Um, because I tell you right now, I'd watch – any pay-per-view if they said they were going to have Hogan on in his, you know, in a match, even if he wasn't, we know for a fact, he's not taking a bump. Like I'm fine. I'm fine with guys coming out and having a, a little two minute, whatever spot, but yeah, definitely don't put them on the road. Don't uh, shove them down our throats anymore. But uh, yeah, it's been this decade. There's basically nobody left besides Randy Orton from the roster at the beginning of the decade to right now. It's, pre it's pretty insane how much uh, turnover they've had uh, on WWE. I got a question for both of you. We talk about how a lot of these uh, athletes need to retire because of their age and stuff. Do you think that we'd have, and you guys can both answer this, do you think that this is because they have that, that uh, Saudi uh, event? Do you think we'd be talking about this if they didn't have the Saudi event? Because you have to factor in the, the hot weather the, the the shit atmosphere um do you do you honestly think that we'd be able to have these conversations and say that these guys need to retire because i mean all of these matches that they have been having crap matches have been at the saudi event 
Uh, I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with the Saudi event. I, I mean, when you're talking about getting a seven-figure payday for one day because you know the the royal family wants you to wrestle in Saudi Arabia, you're not going to turn that down. Like, I think it's pretty uh, silly for us to tell people, no, you can't go make three million dollars for one day's work because you're 50 years old, you know, like, or because the match isn't going to be as great as we would like it to be. Like, that's, that's just a little silly to me in, in the first place. I understand, like, I love Taker, and I wish that he never came back after he laid his gloves in the ring, um, because I'll be honest, it's one of the few times I was moved to tears during a wrestling match, and... Um, my sister sent me, you know, she was happened to be at Mania that year. And literally when they broke down every single thing in the entire arena, they left the ring and left Taker's gloves as the last thing that they took down in the whole arena after the set, everything. And it was such a, a monumental thing that I wish that was the end just as far as everything goes. But it wasn't, and so if he's going to keep wrestling, I'm happy to see him because it's Undertaker, as long as he doesn't wrestle 30 minutes anymore. Dave? Um, I think uh, if it didn't happen in Saudi Arabia, it would happen somewhere else, um, straight up. Uh, like, like I said, they're not building stars. Uh, it's going to happen somewhere. Then they got to use what they have. Uh, they, they just need to take a step further. Uh, forward and start building uh, building stars and maybe use enhancement talent again to kind of build them up without tearing other characters down. Do you think that they should go away from the uh, amount of pay-per-views? Because you've seen over the years in this decade, uh, even in 2019, they have kind of either decreased pay-per-views or they've increased. They've tried to do brand split pay-per-views. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, I don't necessarily think they should do less pay-per-views. I just think that they need to build towards the pay-per-views and not give away all the matches on Raw and SmackDown. Like, why am I going to watch a pay-per-view? They need to make the pay-per-view special. They're not special anymore. It's just the same old shit that we see every single week on Raw So why or SmackDown. Why do I care? Right. Dave? Yeah, I I think the uh they they've always had a, a good number of pay per views. The, the 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 fact is is we're just seeing the same matches over and over again. Right. Uh, no one wants no and, and they, they just bury them when when they job them out. They they just bury the characters and then we're expected to to really give a shit the next time they wrestle. And it's just not how it works. Right. The one that really got me upset was the last uh, pay-per-view that they had. It was a tag team match. It was the OC and the uh, Viking Raiders. And they squashed that. And then the Monday night, they're they're wrestling again. And they, you know, gave the win to the team. And it's like, you could have just done that at the pay-per-view. That would have been more of a pop and better planning and then move on from there. But, uh, you know, you've seen over the years, it seems like they've gotten worse uh, as the years go by in this last decade, especially in 2019. It's 
the same stuff. Why watch it when, you know, even, you know, WrestleMania at the beginning of the year wasn't even like a WrestleMania. It, it just is like, all right, we've already seen these. Well, I'll, I'll bring up the, um, my, my favorite era of WWF was uh, the, the early 90s. You know, with the whole Bret Hart and all this. Um, you never really saw Bret Hart defend the title on Raw. Well, the first title run he did. The first title run he wrestled every single TV. Every, and part of that was because they didn't give Bret a big build-up. Like, he, yeah. he just won the title at a house show, and they put it on Coliseum Ho Video with no advertising whatsoever. And all of a sudden, oh, guess what? Ric Flair's not the champion anymore, guys. Yeah. And then Brett wrestled Virgil and Skinner and uh, the Berserker and every single person in the company to be the fighting champion gimmick. And I really got behind that. It was a good way to build a champion that, you know, just came out of nowhere. But there was it, – it, it wasn't, like, as, uh, as popular as it was today. And you knew there was, like, really almost no way he was going to lose the belt. Yeah, he wasn't wrestling top guys on TV. Yeah. He was, he was so, wrestling job guys and underneath guys. So it really helped him help build him up. So when you got that main event of the pay-per-view, when he's wrestling Diesel or whoever, it, it, you were excited to see that because you thought there was a way he was going to lose the title. Right. And that that built it up more than than any title today. Now, do you think that if we're we're staying in this uh, the spectrum of WWE, do you think that if they take that platform that NXT has built on, where they have these these talent come in, and you know obviously they're they're the jobbers for a couple matches, and then they build them up, and you see how they they change, you know, from Enzo Amore to you know Alexa Bliss to. Uh, even I, I have to go and say, and not because Cole's on the show, but the fact that Tommaso Ciampa, and, and I will put them over anybody in this last decade, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano had the best storyline for two years, build up consistently over the two years, and finished it better than anybody has ever done this decade. At, uh, at in all, America, bar yes. none. Yeah, in America, absolutely. Right. First, first, I want to say, how dare you ring up Enzo Amore in this and make him more relevant than he, he needs to be? <laughs> did he bring up Enzo? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I have to bring up I have to bring up Enzo in in that concept because he's part of one of those ones that started as you know he looked ridiculous and then they built up. I mean, you can't deny when he did he still get looks in... ridiculous. Well, no, he still looks ridiculous. No, but but His what I'm saying work looks ridiculous. <laughs> But what I'm saying is is that, you know, the pop, you can't deny the pop that they got, especially when they were doing NXT in, like, what was it, in, in the UK, they did NXT, this is before their UK NXT, and then they did the NXT up in Canada, and then when they were on Monday Night Raw, I mean, you saw all these talent that are in, and most of all those at that time that were in NXT, they built them their, their young talent up to be in the WWE, the main roster, and now they're just getting jobbed out, I mean... I feel bad for uh, Ricochet. I feel bad for a lot of them. I mean, if I was any one of those, I've had conversations with this outside the show, without you know, outside of our friendship. Like, they're, it, it, I wouldn't want to go up to the main roster. And they've gotten worse and worse as the decades gone on, especially in 2019. 
Yeah, I will stipulate that even though the guy's the drizzling shits and one of the worst wrestlers I've ever seen in my life, that Enzo did manage to get over with the crowd, and he did have a gimmick that, that worked out, and uh, people uh, did hit the whole spiel with him when he came out and did it, um, and, and that's, that's great. Um, but the problem is when people get over kind of on their own, uh, they don't get over with Vince McMahon because he didn't create them. So right. then all of a sudden it's a problem. And right. it's, it's one of those things being a lifelong Oakland Raiders fan, uh, you know, yes, I'm sorry, but uh, you know that uh, when Al Davis was still alive, we all just kind of sat around going like, well, you know, we're going to suck till the old man dies. So let's just, uh, <laughs> live on our, our past greatness. <laughs> well, that's just being, uh, being too, uh, narrow minded at a, at an old age, not realizing that, Hey, you know, things aren't working like they used to and that you need to probably step away. Like it's, it's like, you know, going back to where you said, uh, Dave said that, you know, some of the wrestlers need to retire or do some other different roles. Like I think Vince is at that point What you know, he's obviously not going to do it, but he should, you know, at least have somebody have the balls to tell Kevin Dunn to, you know, shut up once in a while because I blame him the majority of all this stuff. I mean, he's one and, of the uh, biggest here, here yes men the, ever. Uh, here goes the uh, half-hour rant of Charles on Vince McMahon now. Ah, no, I'm not going to go on a rant because it's not worth it anymore. I mean, it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna matter anymore. It, it, we're gonna, gonna get the same old, same old, um, and and that's what we're gonna have to you know like about it. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the disappointing part is that we just, like, know it's not going to get any better. And so I, I think people have just given up. And, uh, I mean, you've, you've, we've even seen it with the ratings in, in the Wednesday Wars, right? Like, um, people have basically already given up on AEW and just kind of stopped. And, and it, it's unfortunate I was hoping it would be better, and I'm hoping they can bounce back. But right now, their rating's less than half of what it was opening night, and it's less than NXT's rating. Well, I, you know, you have two shows on a Wednesday. I mean, you have your audience split. Plus, another thing is there's so much god dang wrestling. I love it as, as a pro wrestling fan. I love it. But, I, you know, I can't even watch all of it at the same time you know my son has a lot of sports a lot of us that grew up in that that era um you know we're old now we we have kids and we got other things to do and wednesdays you know they used to be pretty popular but that's when you had only two big entities you know you guys brought up earlier in the show like now everybody well i think cole said it uh also uh in his comment more um and i could be wrong but dave brought it up too like it's just too much of the, you know, all this big names are all out there. Too many companies want to be, you know, in the in the big leagues. And it's just, it's kind of, you know, died it out. I mean, look how bad Ring of Honor has gone down to. Well, it, when you create a short of, see, this is, this is what's always happened. Um, and, and most of it is all WWE's fault. You know, back in the 80s, there were, a couple dozen territories where everyone was drawing tens of thousands of people a week out to the stadiums to watch wrestling. And then WWE bought up all the talent. And once there's no one to draw a crowd, it's really hard to get people out 
to go see another show when there's nobody on the card. And and then when WWE had a down period, see, this, here's one of my pet peeves. We're going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole here because everyone talks about how Bret Hart didn't draw money as the champion, right? Well, if you will look at WrestleMania 8 and look at the card and see who's on WrestleMania 8, you have Ultimate Warrior, Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan, Sid Vicious, who was a big star at the time, who was really over. You had Randy Savage. You had all. You had these big top names, guys that have drawn money for years. And then WrestleMania Nine, none of those guys are on the card. Right. And Brett's in there with a guy who's only been around for a few months in Yokozuna to draw a main event. Yeah, they threw Hogan in last minute, but that that he was gone after that. So. As soon as WrestleMania 9's over, Ric Flair's gone, Hogan's gone, Savage is gone, everybody's gone who was a top draw, and they're, I, I mean, Paul Orndorff is gone, Ravishing Rick Root is gone, like, and there's so many guys that all left, all at the same time, and then you're left with this WWE product where it's Brett and Shawn, and Undertaker sort of, and nobody else, no one on the undercard, no tag teams, nobody that means anything in the company except for Brett and Sean. And then when after Yoko, when Brett got the title back, ratings were going up, 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 and then Brett went away, and the ratings dropped precipitously when Shawn Michaels was champion. So I'll just throw that out there for all the people that think Sean's better than Brett. Okay, good for you. But, I mean, you go from having everybody in the world on the card to nobody, and it's really hard, and that's what independent wrestling is facing going forward now well you know to add with that you also have to put in that you know they at least had uh, matches that you never seen during their big uh their pay-per-views um now you have matches that are the same thing that you've already seen like a couple weeks ago um independent wrestling you kind of have new things uh, but I see what you're saying, you know, you have this mass shortage around and I've noticed there's not a lot of, and they kind of are getting in their little uh, uh, repeated uh, broken record now where there's not a lot of people trying to build up newer talent in the indies. It's They're getting the same ones over and over again. Yeah, they're, they're facing different people that they're trying to build up, but I mean... I, I don't know if I've seen in the last like two years, you know, any real new ones come out like the, you know, your main ones that are, you know, blown up in the last four years. Well, I, mean, I, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah. Uh, we got El Fantasmo, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. He, he wrestles MLW all over. He's fantastic. Uh, we got Switchblade Jay White. He's amazing. All, all the new Bullet Club right now are just just incredible and you you do have top talent out there it's just people are so burnt out from watching all this other wrestling that they don't search for it no i i mean i i add all those that you just said dave all, all in all together um just some of the ones recently that i've seen like it's it's the same if you would take some of these unknown indie areas that a lot of people don't see you have a lot of bright stars. Like, in the Midwest, there's a lot of bright stars. Like, Airwolf is one of the main ones that I, I like. You know, if we could just keep pushing that. I don't know if anybody sees Wrestlepalooza, uh, First Wrestling out of Minnesota. They have some of the top, top 
indie talent that come out there, but it doesn't seem like all these other ones are kind of trying to, you know, utilize this talent that's out there. Oh, but believe me, we understand. Like when we came up in the business, like there were so many guys in Southern California that were truly, truly great workers that nobody ever heard of because it was just impossible to get your name out there in the early 2000s being here in the West Coast because there was, was no – yeah, I mean, we there were so many guys. And it was hard to get paid because if, if you'd say, like, this is my rate to work, there's 30 guys willing to do it for free. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that really killed the, the, the business for a lot of people. Uh, and unfortunately, the promoter would go with the free guys, and a lot of times they were just shit. You know what I mean? Right. It, well, yeah, uh, because they were going to draw the same crowd kind of no matter yeah, what. Yeah. But, you know, we, we had to go through uh, Westside G, which was like a uh, a little like money mark backyarder that would work anywhere for free. We had Mr. California that was just the drizzling shit that uh, thought he was a uh, – a deathmatch wrestler, but he wasn't. He was just a pathetic little little shit fuck. You know what I mean? Um, so, pathetic so had, little shit fuck is very accurate. That, <laughs> I agree. That, and um, during during one of my matches, man, um, I, I was heel for some reason, and he was face. They just threw me in because you know, um, and, and the guy was just like, like he made me turn face. Because uh, we had the, the burial barriers at WPW because this was like the old WCW uh, setup after they went out. So we were actually like wrestling in like the Thunder Ring and we had all the mats. We had the, the barricades and stuff like that. And there was uh, a family and a whole bunch of kids just like on the barricade. And he went to like Irish, uh, Irish with me into the barricade. So I would hit these children and I'm like, dude, that that's just fucked up. Like, like they don't understand. So I had the baseball slide, and, and kind of like break character, you know, like like shit, like kids move. And before I could do that, he fucking splashes me onto the barricade, hitting the children. Like the guy was literally a dumb fuck. That that's uh, that tracks. <laughs> well. Yeah. So you do you have you guys seen a change? I mean, we've talked with about you know WWE and, and independence and some of the other uh, promotions and that stuff. With twenty tens uh, coming to an end, have you seen things change within that system uh, of letting dumb fucks wrestle? No, I mean just things being different for the better. I mean, I mean Rollins is always going to be in WWE, so there's that. <laughs> Um, I don't, you know, independent wrestling has changed for the better just in that people uh, know it exists now and people are more open to going to see it. But um, as far as out here on the West Coast, it it hasn't gotten any better uh, as far as getting paid and having places to work. It's about the same if you live here, although... At least if you get good enough out here, there are two places you can get a decent payday and get seen on a national stage in bar wrestling and um, PWG, both kind of brainchilds of Joey Ryan, by the way. So thank you, Joey, for all of that. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, independent wrestling is great. I mean, you can make a living on independent wrestling now, and, and that's a fantastic thing. At, at the beginning of this decade, it was not quite the same as it is now, and so uh, I'm I'm grateful for that in itself. Well, okay, so let's let's get down to here since we're talking all over in all different areas of your experience. Um, why don't you guys round up uh, in 2019 your top five uh, each, and then maybe you can possibly get a top 10 if it's possible for the decade and then i could read off okay, what okay. cbs has put out for uh professional wrestling for the the decade i i just want to go out and say that uh i'm not prepared for a list and this is the reason why uh, we had this conversation and i'm like i don't want to do a fucking list everyone's doing a list and, and we we're all kind of in agreement and Trey was like yeah i'll just read off the the top uh, on this website and i'm like cool because we don't need a fucking list. And now I'm on here, and it's like, let's have you guys get a list real fast. And <laughs> so I, I just want people to know that I, I'll shout out some names, but I don't know what order they're going to be in. Uh, fair enough. That's, that's okay. So, so just how about we just go some of our favorites from this year, Dave, who were who were some of uh, your, your the guys you already knew you liked, and maybe some of the breakout stars from this year. Um, I gotta say, El Fantasmo. Um, I actually first saw him in the uh, the J Cup when I went to go go watch it. Uh, this guy's a phenomenal fucking worker. He's just amazing. Um, and, and, and to to like just do this, uh, I was talking to TJ after after the show, and I and I told him, and I usually don't like say like stuff about this this shit but i go man el fantasmo he was fucking incredible he got the heat over uh the whole like tournament he he actually won the tournament and uh he took the the trophy that they get when liger gave it to him and he just drop kicked it um which, which got him so much fucking heat um and, and tj replies with yeah, he uh, he kicked me out of the tournament uh, last round, and he goes, "I was never happier to lose a match in my life." Uh, that that's how great this guy is. Um, so he's he's my my top talent right there uh, on the list. Then uh, switch uh, switchblade Jay White. This guy's incredible as well. Uh, he he has the heat. He knows how to work the crowd. Uh, just just fantastic guy. Uh, the the whole Bullet Club again, just incredible. You know, Tamatanga. Uh, so forth and so forth. Uh, you know, TJ is actually uh, he, he's coming off of uh, the the WWE run, and he's kind of like now actually like really building himself up, and that that's pretty incredible too. Uh, it got gotta always go for my boys. You know what I mean? Um, Candice LeRae, you know, she's amazing as well. Uh, she's really uh, built her name up as too. Uh, she's one of the the. She's probably the, the best female talent that, that is in a ring right now. Um, just just so much good talent. That, that's why when people like like to say, I don't know who, who's good anymore. Like, like, no one's good anymore. Like, there are a lot of great talent out there. Uh, they're, they're just under rocks, I guess. I don't know. Um, but let's see. Uh, Johnny Gargano is amazing. Um you're welcome, Cole. Uh, <laughs> Back to that, ask history. As, uh, 
as long as Charles isn't like cheering for him and he gets another fucking concussion, you know what I mean? Oh, I know. I like you too, Dave. I like you too. Yeah. So that 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 I believe is uh is is five, right? Yeah, that was five people. That's good that's for five. this year. That's a, that's yeah. a good list. I I will say Jay White has not got me yet. I've I just really? to me every time I've seen him, he's just to me he's like cookie cutter, just vanilla playing wrestling. Like part of the problem is that he looks like he's fucking twelve years old, and I just like I can't look at a twelve year old and take them seriously as a as a threat in a fighting sport. But um, I, I see that he is he does have abilities. I don't think he's like the drizzling shits or anything. I just don't take him that seriously. I need to see. I admittedly I need to see more of his stuff. Um, but I just like I, when he wrestled Okada last year. I was very disappointed because it wasn't to the standard of Okada matches. I felt. And so I was a little disappointed in that, and I just uh, I, I haven't been able to take him seriously yet. But I have never closed my mind off to somebody's abilities. Like if I did, I would still be booing John Cena, and I think John Cena is one of the best wrestlers uh, on the planet now at this point. And uh, but for me, this de- this this year, I think MJF is probably the breakout star most. Um, potential of anyone to actually break through and become a megastar in the business right now. Um, in a smart wrestling town of real wrestling fans, he turned heel and got smart marks to throw stuff at him when they know it's a work. They know it's a show. It's a smart town. And he got people to throw things at him in 2019. I That is maybe the most impressive thing I've seen in wrestling this year. Um, so he's definitely one of my one of my guys from the year for this year. Uh, I think, oh, man, who else really had a good year? It's tough. I, I'm really impressed with Rhea Ripley. Um, I think she has the potential to be a big star. Um, I really like Bianca Belair. I think she has a chance to be a big star, maybe the most potential out there. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Jungle Boy and um, Luchasaurus. No, not Marco Stunt. <laughs> uh, I think that, that'll round up my top five guys. Sorry, Charles. Yeah, I, the... <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> but, yeah, I think those five people right there are the future of the business. And, uh, oh, my goodness, Tessa Blanchard. We absolutely have to put Tessa Blanchard as my number one person for this year. What she's been able to accomplish making Impact relevant again, at least be conversed about. And uh, breaking the glass ceiling, you know, so to speak, and uh, having intergender matches and going all the building all the way up to a title match. I, I she, what she's done this year is absolutely incredible, and, and she will be the, rounding off my top five. All right, quick question for for both of you: uh, Who do you think had the best entrance music of the year? Entrance music, who? That's a good question. For, for 2019. For me, I'm going to have to go with Hangman Page. 
I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I can, I can get behind that. Uh, I can get behind hangman and cowboy shit. I absolutely, uh, can get behind that for this year as, as entrance music and, uh, maybe even one of the coolest promos of the year with the cowboy shit. Uh, AJ Styles, MJF, uh... For this year, though, uh, I, no, feel like, just, I feel like AJ's kind of hit that mailing it in point in his career. No, I'm, well, I, I should clarify. I'm talking about the the OC one, the new one that he, that they have. So MJF OC, uh, Alistair Black. Um, Is he even on TV? Yeah, Alistair Black's on Mondays. Um, okay. Tessa Blanchard's one's pretty good, and. Uh, I, I have to say Cody Rose is pretty good too. Yeah, I think he his contribution to the business this year is by far the biggest contribution of anybody. Now, I, I want to ask you guys this because uh, uh, my friend uh, Dave LaGreca Le, Le uh, does a top five on his, his show. And um, a lot of people were kind of weirded out about one of these, uh, the number four spot in his list. Uh, a lot of people were, you know, like, oh, shut up. He, he had it right. So his top five uh, wrestlers of the decade, okay? And you guys might agree with him. I want to hear both sides. Uh, he has AJ Styles as number one. He has I Am Jericho number two. He has the Rainmaker Okada at number three. He has Charlotte Flair at number four. And he has Daniel Bryan as number five. And this is his top five for the decade list. I want to hear your I, I thoughts wanna, about this. I want to start off by saying it's all relative. Um, what what who I think is amazing, I think is amazing. What he thinks is amazing, he thinks is amazing, and that's what's so beautiful about this this whole uh, entertainment of wrestling. Right, is that you don't have to like who everyone else likes. No, no, uh, I, I get that. I just want bullshit. To hear your Everyone opinion. has to like what I say, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, I'm guessing the one that you're trying to to point out as as no one likes her is Charlotte Flair. Am I correct? You you could be possibly correct. Well, you said the number four, and you said that was number four. So yeah, yes, everyone's shitting on Charlotte Flair as being one of the top wrestlers of the decade. Um, I personally. Don't have a problem with that. I, I can get behind Charlotte Flair as um, one of the top wrestlers of the decade. Absolutely. Okay, so here's the reason why I, I'm thinking that spot. All right, so it's been repetitively, like not saying that she's not a great athlete, that she hasn't done a, a, a good job. My whole thing is, is that too much consistency of trying to make her the female version of her, her father. She is so talented beyond belief that she doesn't need that. And a lot of the championship uh, stints that she's had have just been, you know, kind of, in my opinion, like really greasy, like stupid, like, you know, transition titles that had no point of her even having it. So, like, now she's the 10-time champion. And basically, like I said, still, they're still keeping her under her daddy's shadow, which she doesn't need to. I'd prefer to have her out of WWE going on her own. I would prefer to have Tessa Blanchard uh, doing more because she really has carved a niche out of her own 
instead of living and getting forced under her daddy or her her uh, stepdad's like shadow. That's why I, I had a, a an issue with that spot. Well, see, okay. I, I don't because it's wrestling and you want people to hate people and therefore coasting on daddy's name is like literally the easiest way to get heat ever in the history of the world. Like, look at Donald Trump Jr. Like, like everyone hates that dude and he hasn't done anything. Like, they just hate him because he's, he's related to the guy. Well, anyway, let's go back to wrestling. Uh that is wrestling. I'm just using an example outside of life. We're not getting into politics. Trump is it's in okay. the Hall of Fame. Change, change your tampon. It's okay. Don't <laughs> oh, leave. no. Let's not start this. You told me. No, no. I'm going by what you told me. Anyway, so uh, we got 2019 CBS Sports Wrestling Awards. Um, they have Wrestler of the Year as Adam Cole, NXT. They have match of the I, I year. Wanna, I want to ask. I want to ask what happened to your 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 five list. I, I, I already I, mean, I already said it. Uh, uh, that was entrance music. That that was a whole different conversation. That's the only one that, I had, and then I had this one from CBS. I wasn't gonna do any no, of the other yours, ones. Yours, like yours. I I mean, we already know it's gonna be like Marco Stunt and Nyla Rose <laughs> and, and that and shit. No, uh, Dark Order is on there probably. Uh, I'm not uh, gonna talk about your favorite tag team. The, the, the guy throwing the punches is, is, like, number three on your list. We, we know that. That was your favorite like, Intercontinental Champion. But but go on. Anyway, go on. anyway, as, uh, as, as the Tiger is a little cranky and uh, didn't get enough sleep, uh, I'll go back to this 2019 CBS Sports and Wrestling Awards. No, no, we want, we want to hear your list, like yours. My list? Yeah, All right. your list. Okay, so we'll have... We'll have AJ Styles, uh, Akata, um, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and out of the women, uh, Tessa Blanchard. That's your decade list? Well, this is the year list. You want me the decade list? The decade oh, list. No, no, okay. No, no, you that that was your your top of the year. Okay, that, yeah, I'm with you. We're on the same page. Yeah. No, do you want me to go he, decade? No, Char we're Char getting to decade. Calm down. <laughs> see, see, Charles thought he was just getting close to this interview, this show, <laughs> and not have to contribute anything besides his stupid remarks. <laughs> and and that's not gonna happen. Somebody give him a Snickers bar. He's a little cranky. At the moment. All right. We so, don't want to meet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, speaking of 2019, CBS Sports Wrestling Awards were put out. And they have, like I was saying earlier, uh, it has Wrestler of the Year at, as Adam Cole for NXT. Match of the Year was Johnny Gargano defeating Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match. NXT TakeOver New York. Uh, best moment angle of the year was Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 35. Uh, worst moment angle of the year, wild card rule uh, for the WWE. Comeback wrestler of the year, Bray Wyatt, WWE. Breakout wrestler of the year, Rhea Ripley, NXT. I think that's valid. Um, rookie of the year, MJF, AEW. Tag Team of the Year, Lucha Brothers, AEW. Commentator of the Year, Mauro Renarlo of NXT. What do you guys think of that? 
I think Maro is a super, super nice guy. Uh, he was very – I met him at one of the New Japan shows, and he was absolutely one of the most humble and respectful humans I've ever met, and uh, I'm glad he's getting the praise he deserves. I, I think he's up there with one of the all-time uh, uh, great announcers that actually gets you into the uh, uh, match. I mean, it doesn't matter what oh, sport it sure. is. Or, or if it's, you know, anything. Like, I've listened to him on K1 Boxing, you know, uh, his other outlets that he does for mixed martial arts. Like, dude, it's like he makes the match even better. I mean, it's not like the athletes are any less, but I'm just saying, like, oh yeah, he's he incredible. adds to it. Um, Absolutely incredible. So, we're getting down to the end of the show, and I ha I had some ideas of what we could do here to kind of end the, the year off, uh, but I'd rather not go with my ideas. I'd rather go with whatever you guys can think of. So, uh, real quick, what are some of the things that you want to uh, point out that you really like the most about I, I the just podcast? Wanna say, I want to say, you, you can't like put that on a platter of... I had an idea and not present it to us. What what was your idea? My idea was to do something completely different, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, you, again, you can't put on a platter and oh, then pull it away from us. But oh, what did you want to do? This is good podcasting right there. You're, you, our the host doesn't want to do what he wanted to do, and he's leaving it up to the the inmates to decide. Yes. <laughs> what, Charles? What did you want to do? I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I'm under contract. To, I can't confirm or, or say anything of what I wanted. I was going to leave this up to the inmates. Uh, you, you wanted to have that same conversation we had before we pressed record, but we're not doing no, it. No, no, no. Not, not even that. I had no idea about that conversation until that conversation happened. But, uh, uh, I mean, basically, what are some of the things that you liked about since you've done the podcast since September? I mean, we just started. We, you know, got nominated for a podcast award. That we did. I mean, I mean, it might not be the mega big one that everybody probably is familiar with, but at least it's a podcast award. I mean, we did something right. Hey, we were mentioned at a podcasting award show with Chris Jericho, so whatever. Good enough. Right? I'll take yeah. the win. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, uh, this has just been a fun experience so far. Um, you, you, I made a new friend in Charles here, uh, kind of reunited with my old friend Dave, which is always great. Um, you know, we were kind of talking a after the show, after we recorded last night, about some of our old times and old memories, and it's good to relive that stuff. It's good to reconnect with a good human, and... Uh, you know, recently I just lost a very dear friend, um, way too young, way too early, um, and for no reason. She just she her the lights just went out um, suddenly. She did. It wasn't a car wreck. It wasn't anything outside of the ordinary. Um, and so I've come to appreciate uh, the people that are in my life more. Um, you know, worry about my own mortality and whatnot. And I just want to. Uh, I've been taking kind of every day for the last few weeks just to tell people how much I appreciate them and make sure that I don't say, hey, I'll see you next time and that I get out there. And so thank you for making this happen, Dave, and hooking me up with Charles. And Charles, thank you for doing everything you're doing 
to make this podcast happen. And I, I hope that 2020 is uh, a big year for us and uh, maybe more than a couple dozen people will listen. So I appreciate that. Dave. Uh, I want to go and, and say um, it, it, it's been a blast doing this podcast. I uh, got to reconnect with Cole, as he was saying, uh, me and Cole, we, we used to be uh, really good friends, you know, uh, Used to be at his house like every weekend, uh, even more than that. Um, he, he's such a great guy. Uh, love that guy. You know, he was like a brother. Uh, we we kind of lost connection after I uh, quit wrestling, um, which I regret. Um, so so it's it's so great to have him kind of in my life again. Um, you know, I I met you, Charles, for what good or bad that fucking is. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, <laughs> now, now oh. everyone, everyone thinks that like we give Charles so much shit, and we do. And and the the, the debate on how much is well deserved or not is uh, is ongoing forever. <laughs> but uh, it's under investigation. Yeah, uh, but you know, with this podcast, we we did kind of have a. Uh, a rocky start with a, uh, with a third party in here. And, um, I, I I'm proud that we kind of got through that. And, uh, Charles really came out on his own and, um, and I do really appreciate Charles for, uh, pushing this podcast on us. Um, so, you know, it, it's a, it's a great thing. You know, we, we did get nominated for an award. Uh, I love both of you guys, you know? Um, so, Maybe I shouldn't give you too much shit, Charles, but it's so fucking easy. It's so fucking easy. Um, uh, but but you know, behind uh, behind the podcast, we all really fucking appreciate each other. And um, I'm not gonna go into conversation about what I do for for Charles and stuff like that. Um, but you know, behind the, the podcast, I, I do really show that I, I do love Charles. You know what I mean? Uh, he's one of my friends. Uh, he's actually one of my top friends for someone I have never met. So yeah, live and in person. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's just been a blast and, uh, 2020 we're, we're going to keep going strong. So, well, I appreciate that you guys. Uh, I, needed to to get an outlet to do something different to change the life uh as you guys know that we were talking uh off off camera about some of the things in the last four years that uh our family had had to go through and i there was not really a anything like positive really going i mean there was positives uh with my son you know with his grades his athletics his school uh you know him being a, a healthy, a smart, uh, you know, brave individual. Uh, there's just, we had a lot of negative happening uh, within the family and, and other things that were kind of just putting us down at this time of the year and in the last, like, four years. So, like, I wanted to do something different. I've always reached out. I've always um, liked professional wrestling. Uh, there's a real deep story of how I got uh, liking professional wrestling when I was a kid, uh, it had to do with the chip on the shoulder and not knowing a certain individual, uh, in my, in my life that should have been, should have been there. But so, uh, it was just another way to kind of do stuff. So I was like working, 
Uh, I remember where I started with this. I remember where I met Dave. Uh, I was completely flabbergasted and blown out of the water that I got to meet Cole. Um, you know, I, I, I've never really been anybody that, uh, that really like marks out there because everybody's just like a human being. Like I, I could, I've met people that have played in top television shows. I met professional wrestlers. Uh, I always tell my son, like, you know, don't over exaggerate. They're, they're regular human beings in the end of the day. I mean, you treat others the way you want to be treated. Um, but like this has been a blast. Like this is I'm not a good speaker out when I when I have a bunch of people in front of me like in a crowd. Like I can talk for days. Obviously Cole and Dave know that cuz we have to try to cut the conversations less than 2 hours every time we talk on the phone. Um and I just had to hang up on them. Yeah, yeah, you know, hang up, act like you're going to bed like, "Oh, got to go." Uh, got to take a shower or something. Like I got I got some Shit. food. I got to go to work. I, I think I hear the Russians attacking us. Yeah. We're going to get going. <laughs> yeah. oh. But, I mean, oh, it's I... been a blast, though. I mean, this is this is fun. It's a positive. I get to, My son gets to help me. Um, you know, I just it, – it, it, thank you guys for being able to help me with this. And it's it's another positive in, in my son and my, myself's life. Oh, you're welcome. Yes, thank you for that, Charles. Sorry, I was been I've been drinking That's soda okay. the whole show, and I thought I was gonna burp, and I didn't think like anybody needed to have that go in their ear if they're listening to this <laughs> podcast. So that's why there was That's a little okay. bit of a brief like stop, pause, no sound or anything. I figured I'd be a little uh, considerate or courteous to the ears. So it's all right. Thanks, thanks for giving us uh, ending the year with a prime example of why Dave and I do all the talking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 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 well, why don't you guys take us out for the end of the year's show since I brought you guys uh, in most of the time during the show. So uh, the platform is yours. Uh, I, I Real quick before we do this, I guess I should say, uh, find us on social media. Find us on YouTube. Uh, the Kodai Radio Network podcast is on YouTube. Um, you know, we got Twitter, which is the at... Uh, Coda I Radio Network, WK, uh, capitalized at the end. We got Uncut Live uh, with the space between uh, Uncut and Live uh, for Twitter for the Uncut show uh, during the podcast. And then we have Pro Wrestling Uncut, which is Dave and uh, Cole's a uh, basically exclusive pro wrestling talk show. Uh, find them at Pro uh, and then dub, capital W-R-E-S, Uncut. Uh, you can find them on Twitter. Uh, we have Instagram, same uh, words um, and spelling. So like, share, uh, subscribe, do all that crazy social media nonsense. Um, you know, give us comments uh, in the podcast, on YouTube, whatever. Uh, you know, come at us and we, we appreciate y'all. Thank you for offering us the outro while you do the outro. Yes. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm not... You guys can do the outro. I'm just saying social media stuff. Do the social media, talk about the sponsors. Come on, Charles. All right. Well, the sponsors, yeah. I was going to do the sponsors at you know with the, the, the theme song and the outro part, but I mean... Good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, all See what right, I got to okay. put up with these guys? I mean, people, please subscribe. Help us out. Yes. Well, on that note, 
for Dave Tigerman Smith, my good friend, for DJ Barbecue, and for myself, Cole Dawson. We would like to give you a heartfelt thanks for putting up with us for these last few months, and we hope you will join us for 2020. And have yourselves a happy new year. Happy New Year! By Payback.rock. Rock radio the way rock radio should be. Go to KbackRadio.com and listen today. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue, our brothers from another mother, they make barbecue so good. It'll put a smile on your face. Remedy Brewing Company, it's the remedy for what ails you. And Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com and get tickets and feel the excitement. <laughs>